This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Tuesday afternoon, May 17th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Right now may be the perfect time to sell your home. We'll cover that in our next segment. But first, despite growing inflation, today's retail sales numbers are an encouraging sign about the strength of the consumer. We welcome in Bob Brusca, Chief Economist, Fact and Opinion Economics, based in New York. Bob, thanks for joining us today. The uh, report on uh, retail sales is not inflation adjusted. So is this a reflection of the strength of the consumer or is it a reflection of the fact that the consumer is paying more and possibly getting less bang for their buck? Right. Well, you know, we see evidence of both of those things in in this report. If you deflate these numbers for the inflation in the month, uh, we still have some uh, pretty good looking gains. Uh, the nominal increase in total retail sales is up by 0.9%. And that still leaves room for some uh, real sales growth. Uh, a measure I calculate of real core retail sales that excludes the energy and the food components and deflates it for inflation leaves us still for that category with an increase of just under 1% on the month. And that, that's a good number. Um, the consumer seems to be able to continue to spend money. Um, we know that uh, a lot of the stimulus programs put money in the consumer's pocket that were not instantly spent, and so the consumer may have some wonderful words fest left. And if that's true, the concern is that maybe interest rates are going to have to go up a lot more to slow consumer spending because we're going to have to slow the economy if you want to slow this inflation rate. The inflation rate clearly is high and much higher than the Fed's comfortable with. I was going to say, if uh, if your chief concern is fighting inflation, uh, you want to see the consumer uh, back off on their spending habits. Yes, it's really pretty complicated. Um, you know, I saw a report today that Larry Summers had kind of uh, smacked uh, Elon Musk uh, for arguing that this idea of, of having a progressive tax hike would be good for the economy. And, and Summers weighed in saying that, yeah, that this, this really could slow the economy. But the problem is, if you have a progressive tax hike, you're going to be hiking taxes most on wealthy people, and wealthy people have a higher marginal propensity to save, and so it's going to have the smaller effect on spending. If you want to have an effect on spending, you need a regressive tax hike, but nobody wants that. You don't want to raise taxes more on poor people, but if you want to slow the economy, that's the way you do it. So I think that you have to figure out whether you want to have a structural tax policy or a macroeconomic tax policy. And right now, it's very hard to craft, uh, you know, a change in taxation that will be will pinpoint the kinds of problems that we have and the, the places we want to slow spending versus the places that we might want to give more assistance. 
The U.S. factory production number uh, also uh, eye-popping as well. Uh, Factories are churning out goods at a prodigious pace. Uh, Fed data showing a 0.8% gain in the month of April. That's twice expectations. And that manufacturing capacity utilization is the highest in 15 years. Is this a function of trying to keep up with demand, or is this also a function of trying to uh, rebuild supplies that were depleted last year? Yeah, a little bit of both of those. Uh, it was a stronger number than we expected, and manufacturing is, in fact, accelerating across all the major categories. So this is an authentically strong report. But we did have a report uh, for May from the Empire State yesterday that showed uh, quite a step back in manufacturing activity in that area. And we know the Fed's been raising rates. We know that there are other indicators that suggest that manufacturing might be slowing. So I'd be wary about extrapolating this report. I think this might be the last of a really strong string of industrial production reports for a while. Bob Bruska, Chief Economist, Facted Opinion Economic, based in New York. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, are you thinking about selling your home? An expert joins us to talk about some things to consider. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. If you're thinking of selling your home, this could be the right time to do it. Here to explain why is Steve Kirch, real estate editor, MarketWatch.com, based in Chicago. Steve, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It sounds like uh, you might as well get out while the getting's good if you're thinking about selling your home. Uh, Yeah, good afternoon, Rob. It it is true that those high home prices, record high home prices in a lot of parts of the country, uh, are very enticing to sellers. Uh, They are wondering if they were having any thoughts of selling. Maybe now's the time while they can get that high price. But there's the flip side of the consideration for most of these folks, which is, well, where are you going to go if you do sell that house and and move out, then you become a buyer. And while we're still in a seller's market, you know, you've got that end of it. But on the other side, you'd be at the disadvantage. So I think that's causing some reluctance among potential home sellers right now. But there are uh, numerous indications that uh, the housing market is indeed uh, cooling off uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, starting with interest rates, and then another reason is that they're simply running out of houses to buy. Right. Inventory is still tight, and and that's what's putting pressure on home prices as much as anything. Mortgage rates have almost doubled. Uh, There are a lot of folks who have maybe a 2.5% mortgage that they refinanced a year or two years ago. Uh, they're over 5%, over 5.5% now. So that, that's a problem both on the buyer end when you're going to end up paying more on that monthly payment and on the seller's end because, you know, you're going to be reluctant to let go of that low mortgage rate and end up with a higher one if you're buying something new. What category of seller is probably the best to take advantage of these current market conditions? Is it still the family trying to do the pandemic shuffle uh, to give themselves uh, more space to work from home? Or could it be the older couple that wants to cash out of their home at the top of the market and downsize to a smaller living space? It is definitely the older couple, the downsizers, the empty nesters. They would have a particular advantage if they have built up enough equity in their 
homes over the years so that they could sell and make an all-cash offer on their next place. That takes mortgage rates out of the equation and makes it a lot easier. The problem still, even for those folks, is inventory. It's, uh, you know, the inventory for empty nester housing in particular is still just as tight as anything else. So, um, you know, their choices might be limited, too. And then if you are a a seller who wants to uh, uh, cash out at the top of the market, but you have to buy, uh, find the new home, uh, well, everybody has to find the new home, but if you want to go buy a new house, uh, is it still a uh, white-knuckle experience in terms of uh, making sure you have all of your ducks lined up? Because if one is not, uh, that house is going away? Exactly. Even though we have seen some signs of weakening in the market, pending home sales, new home sales have ticked down a little bit. Uh, But the inventory is still low. It's still a seller's market. And so once you sell your home or put it on the market and look for something else, you're on the on the buyer side and you are indeed going to have to be willing to move quickly, maybe still face multiple offers, uh, at least as we get through the summer home buying season. Perhaps if you can hold out until the fall, uh, things might ease a little bit more. And if you're not in a hurry to move because of school kids, uh, that might be something that would be to your advantage. Steve Kirch, real estate editor of Market Watch, based in Chicago. Coming up next, Education Week continues with a look at getting financial aid. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Education Week on the WBBM Noon Business Hour, and it's sponsored by St. Xavier University. We're focusing on the financial aid process today, and helping us is Sue Schwisher, Executive Director of Financial Aid at St. Xavier University on the southwest side of Chicago, 103rd Street. Still, uh, thank you for joining us today, uh, Sue, for joining us on the Noon Business Hour during Education Week. Uh, This is a very appropriate time to have this conversation because uh, seemingly topic B and C in the news cycle uh, for the last couple of weeks has been uh, forgiving student debt. And uh, what are some ways that you as a parent could sign your student up for uh, financial aid or loans in such a way that it doesn't become uh, a very onerous process once you graduate from school? Well, we always try to work with the student very closely to look at what their cost of attendance is, what types of scholarships they'll have, what types of grants. Um, and then if that is not sufficient, then we, then we you know, always look into perhaps taking out student loans, or if they also want to, they can work on campus as well. Now, so you know, try to get them to do all options. Are there uh, low-interest or no-interest uh, loans that are available to students? Well, currently, there, I mean, there are no no-interest loans. They, they do have a very low interest rate. Um, you know, right now, because of the pandemic, everything is deferred and students aren't making payments on their loans currently. Um, They will be going back into repayment for those that have graduated um, very soon. But um, the education loans are the lowest interest loans, and that's the best way for a student to tap into paying for their education. 
And then on the scholarship front, I mean, some scholarships are fairly obvious. Uh, there are the, there are some for high academic performance. There are obviously athletic scholarships. But are, are there is there is there a uh, centralized location in which people uh, can look up the types of scholarships that are available that you may not think apply to you, but actually do. Well, I think various school websites have information in terms of the scholarships that they offer outside of your standard scholarships. Also, there's nationwide scholarship search um, databases that students can apply. So there's very various options, and schools can actually direct students in terms of you know what areas to explore and where to do this search. And then if, uh, as I'm sure you probably had this conversation, but uh, if you are a parent and you have a very young child right now, uh, when is the best time to start setting up that college savings account? Is it the moment they're born? Is it one year old? I mean, when should you start? The earliest you can, you know, so that you can start saving, you know, by the time that they get to um, college. Sue Swisher, Executive Director of Financial Aid for St. Xavier University on the southwest side of Chicago. Thanks for joining us on this Education Week. Still ahead, it's Travel Tuesday, and we'll look at new things people are considering for their post-pandemic trips. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. During his visit to Buffalo, New York today, President Biden said the ideology of white supremacy has no place in this country. The latest coming up from CBS News. A suspect is now charged in the shooting that badly wounded a man on Chicago's north side earlier this month. It's Travel Tuesday. We'll examine a trendy new phrase emerging on social media, revenge travel. Travel. We'll also look at the robo-taxi startup that's running tests without the use of human safety drivers. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 346 points. The NASDAQ is up 252. 65 degrees right now under partly sunny skies at 1231. CBS News Special Report. President Biden is in Buffalo, paying respects just days after the supermarket massacre, along with the First Lady. Phil and I have come uh, to stand with you. And to the families, we've come to grieve with you. It's not the same, but we know a little bit what it's like to lose a piece of your soul. We lose a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, mother, a father. He's met with victims' families. Earlier, he and the First Lady put flowers at a growing memorial. CBS's Jerika Duncan's been speaking with those who were close to the victims. She gave me a hug, told me she loved me like we always do. That was the last time Roberta Drury's best friend, who says he does not want to be identified, saw her. Moments later... She walked around the corner. I heard gunshots. I started seeing everybody run out of tops. The gunman shot and killed Drury outside the supermarket. CBS News Special Report. 
I'm Steve Kathan. Locally, charges were announced today against a man who shot and seriously wounded a man during a May 6th robbery on the north side. 19-year-old Tyshawn Brownlee arrested over the weekend, charged with attempted murder and armed robbery that's left 23-year-old Dakota Early hospitalized. Brownlee due in bond court later today. It's 12.32 on the noon business hour. Markets are higher today. Let's get some insight on trading. Welcome in Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Michael, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, I feel like uh, market timers are kind of like uh, White Sox fans these days. You see uh, one win and the potential for a second one. Uh, is this the winning, the start of a winning streak and the start of a new era for the markets after that big sell-off? Well, good afternoon, Rob, and thanks again for having me on. You know, we've had a pretty brutal start to the year um, with the S&P getting almost down 20%. We've called it... Uh, so far, we think 4,000 is kind of a, a line in the sand. It, it, it did go through it for a few days, but on an on a valuation basis, it's hard to make a case, a bear case below 4,000, just because the S&P 500 is on pace to to earn about 225, and our, our number for for the year would be 225. That would give it a forward PE of 18 times, which is cheap. So, you know. Uh, could we go lower? Certainly we could, but what, what would take us lower would have to be some significant uh, higher probability of, of a recession, and we don't see that in the cards right now. So we're getting a relief rally today, not surprisingly, because we're, we're coming from low levels, and they're buying a lot of the really beaten down stocks that have, have really, really gotten are down 30 to 50 percent this year. Um, and then we've had a couple of earnings reports that were mixed, but they weren't absolutely disastrous like uh, some people are fearing. So, you know, mostly it, the news has been good, at least at least not bad. Uh, and that's why we're getting a little bit of a relief rally. Yeah, Home Depot reported, and it shows that it was a very strong first quarter showing. A lot of people are still uh, going to Home Depot to stock up on uh, home improvement products uh, despite higher prices. Walmart, on the other hand, higher revenue but substantially higher costs as they try to weather the inflation and the supply chain crunch. What kind of picture does that paint of the American consumer? Well, that, that's a great question. So Walmart is more of middle of America um, and maybe on the lower end of middle of America. And, and fuel prices are affecting these people more. Um, so they, Walmart's problems, as the CEO had said, was, was higher fuel prices. And then the staffing costs were higher than they expected. So they, they, they beat on, on revenue, but their, their earnings numbers were much lower than expected. So obviously there's some margin pressures at Walmart. That's the fear with all retailers. But Home Depot came out and showed that they don't have the same issues as of yet. What I find interesting is that Home Depot was up pretty big early on, um, and they've given back almost all their gains. Now they're only up 1%. So market is definitely skeptical even on Home Depot just because they see the inflationary pressures affecting the consumer across the board, and so they're still skeptical. But, you know, I thought the report in Home Depot was a relief uh, if you're, a, if you're a, a bull in the, sto- in the stock market. And, again, I, I think that's part of, partly why we're up today. Things just have gotten so, so bad uh, and such a big drawdown in stocks. 
you had to have some relief rally here. Will, will it be sustainable? You'll have to see as more earnings come out. And then very quickly on the Home Depot side of things, it's also uh, a secondary reflection of the housing market, either people buying new homes and uh, trying to spruce them up or people uh, taking equity out of their homes and uh, contractors going to Home Depot to stock up for big projects. Right, and, and, and it, that appears to be continued continuing to be strong. So, you know, the fear is housing is, is, is weakening with, with obviously with mortgage rates going, going higher. Um, and, I, and that is happening, but I don't think it's at the pace that people are fearing. And again, this is another sign that that probably is true, that, that it's not as bad as what, what some folks are fearing. So again, relief rally, nothing huge, but I do think 4,000 is a viable number here given what we expect uh, at MGP Capital for, for uh, earnings for this year. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if, if recessionary fears get bigger, then we could have a leg lower. I don't think that's going to happen. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Today, we're taking a look at a trendy new phrase called revenge travel. That's emerged on social media, helping us understand revenge travel is Angie Rice, the co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors based in Scottsdale, the website TravelBTA.com. Angie, thanks for joining us today. And when I hear the phrase revenge travel, uh, we're not talking about Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, are we? No, no, something quite different. And, and this is the idea of you are taking revenge on the pandemic for uh, taking your 2020 away, basically. I agree. It's an opportunity for people to say enough's enough, and I'm going to plan my trip. I'm going to do so creatively, and I'm going to be smart and not let different things get in my way because it's important to me to travel. It may mean changing the destination or traveling at a different time, but people are out there planning their trips again. And some people who are planning their trips are maybe recent retirees uh, who retired during the pandemic, and now they feel the clock is ticking to uh, knock off a bunch of items from their travel bucket list. I agree. And there's more people who are truly creating and and are becoming more inspired by the concept of having a bucket list. And we have a lot of clients that you're in those retirement years. Some people retired just shortly or right around the time of the pandemic, and they had anticipated traveling quite a bit and being able to now um, open up the opportunity to replan those trips is pretty exciting. I mean, we've really shifted our business, for example, to more of a concierge program where clients are planning a year in advance for all of their trips so that they can cohesively create different types of experiences throughout the year. And they're even looking at planning two and three years ahead so that their travelers are more, they're traveling in a way that they can take advantage of off season or they can travel in a way where they are experiencing something different on their three or four vacations in a given year. And it would make sense because a lot of people had a lot of time to think about what they would do uh, in that, that period known as when the pandemic ends. And in 2020 and parts of 2021, that was a moving target. So they probably have a lot of ideas to bring to the table. I agree. People stayed very inspired to travel. And in fact, a lot of travelers are going to more unique destinations. Someone who was planning to go to the Caribbean is now going to Bora Bora. 
someone that was hoping to get to Italy is now extending their trip to include Slovenia and Croatia. We're seeing back-to-back vacations where someone says, I want to cruise for a week and where can I go for another week? And they're two entirely different itineraries, but they're planning it in one trip. We all know airfare right now is at a premium for the most part, and it's complicated. So people are booking longer vacations to allow for more flexibility if there's any issues with their their air travel. Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors based in Scottsdale, the website TravelBTA.com. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday and still to come, a robo-taxi startup that has begun tests without having human safety drivers. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Robo-taxi startup Argo AI has started tests in Miami and Austin without human safety drivers in their cars. Giving us more details is Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Tell us a little bit about Argo AI, which is uh, one of your clients. Uh, What do these taxis look like and how do they work? That's a great question because they look a lot like Ford or Volkswagen vehicles in part because they are, in part because Ford and Volkswagen are major funders of Argo AI, Um, you know, Ford and Volkswagen being among the largest car companies in the world. So they have teamed up with Argo to create a system where the car looks like it looks like a regular car, but it has sort of um, extra extensions that are mostly the sensors that pick up all the surrounding information, which is obviously key when a vehicle is moving autonomously without a a human driver. Um, It needs to sense everything. And what's really interesting to me, I've seen this up close. I literally walked in front of one of those on purpose while we were shooting a video to create, you know, a scenario where the sensors would have to respond. And Argo's system did. Basically, Argo's system looks all around 360 degrees and sees whether or not, for example, say a driver, pardon me, a bike rider, bike riders coming up in a lane behind you that you couldn't see, and certainly the vehicle couldn't, uh, but the vehicle senses that and doesn't turn right in front of the bike. And so that kind of stuff is, is basically the vehicle's uh, look and feel is, roughly speaking, a Ford or a VW with extensions. Uber is having a hard time uh, bringing drivers back uh, now that the pandemic is uh, winding down or at least fading into the background. Are taxi companies in cities seeing a similar pattern where a lot of taxi drivers moved on to do something else? Uh, they, not only are they doing that, that's one of the reasons Lyft owns a 2.5% stake in Argo currently, um, and others do too, and that's because it's really hard to get drivers at this point. In many cases, people are in, in the sort of the great resignation we've, we've talked about a lot. Not getting drivers means that system, whether it's Lyfts or Ubers or uh, you know local taxis, as in the case with Miami and Austin, Texas, um, if you can't get drivers, you can't make money. Uh, this This solves that problem. Now, the biggest challenge, of course, um, we talked about the solution. The challenge is, boy, that's a complicated environment. Miami and Austin, these guys have tackled this an extremely complex environment, meaning downtowns, for example, where there are lots of pedestrians, lots of vehicles and so forth, multiple cities. And they've figured out a way to make these vehicles go autonomously. Now, right now, the only folks who are going to be calling these taxis, particularly the Argo, are going to be Argo employees who have the app. But they're testing it out in these downtowns, and uh, obviously if it works well, and so far what I've seen it does, 
uh, they'll be rolling out very shortly to the public. They stand behind their product, and in your case, you stand in front of it. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor of the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed any part of the Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 